welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here, here, news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred. That great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And our feature today is from our globe-trotting adventurer, Tom Lopez, who has been doing radio drama for 40-something years here in America. The innovator behind such shows is Jack Flanders, who's been everywhere from the Fourth Tower of Inverness to Sumatra and Bali and the Amazon, trying to find what this world is all about and encountering cosmic mysteries and adventures and comedy along the way. All these memorable characters, memorable locations, and interesting stories um, in the head of Tom Lopez, uh, producing with ZBS Foundation out of Fort Edward, New York. Uh, Tom also more recently has been working on some steampunk-related dramas, some steampunk Inverness-related dramas, as well as some shorter-form stuff, um, short film noir, as well as short horror stories, and uh, just shaking it up, trying new things, um, evolving as time goes on, and uh, just really one of the living masters, and excited, as always, to feature his work, and we actually are going to be featuring another one of his characters, who we have not had here on the show before, and that is Ruby. Uh, Ruby is the beloved, smart-talking, galactic gumshoe who has been to all sorts of different worlds and tooks and other places um, in her tales. Um, the one we've got for you today is Ruby 5, and we'll be hearing that um, for the next few weeks as kind of the feature throughout here the month of April on Radio Drama Revival. Um, so how do we explain Ruby 5? We've got um, the Island of the Awakening archipelago who are turning islands into a wacky world based on a story called the land of zoots uh place when places they're growing feathers on everything twee, trees buildings fire plugs and themselves um, they've also got bubblesville inhabitants live in round rainbow colored bubbles that float about and they've also got the 12 talking noses of zoots and yeah so we've got you know, the usual zaniness that you can expect from Tom Lopez coming for you in just a moment. Um, first up, our next chapter of The Cleansed. We are in Chapter 5 now. Moving on to Episode 2. This is the debut of Episode 2 for a paid download. If you want to hear the rest of what you're going to hear today, um, check out thecleansed.com. For that, uh, Chapter 5 introduces us to the other major setting in The Cleansed, which is The Republic. We sort of hinted at it at the end of Chapter 4, and now we get to see... Uh, what's happening there. The Cleanse, Chapter 5. Final Room Productions presents The Cleansed, Season 1, Chapter 5. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. You have that faraway look in your eyes. I was... I was remembering my dreams. You know, I think I dreamt of the Republic long before we ever saw it. I... I'd be walking the streets of the city, but it was the before times. With skyscrapers lit up like fiery totems of the sky. Traffic, exhaust smell, and more than anything... More than anything... People stuffing the streets, bustling, everything was so so crazy, so magnificent, so alive, so 
And you know what's funny? What, Luke? It wasn't memory. I saw it all on TV, maybe, but I never set foot in that city. Not, ba not back then. And when we finally got there, it wasn't glorious. Just a chaotic echo of the madness it had once been. All of us here have looked forward to this day for nearly 15 years. To say that we have suffered is to put too paltry a word on what we have endured. It has been unendurable. That changes today. Too long have you suffered under the tyranny of John Prophet, who sought to keep power for himself by oppressing all of you. We who became exiles in our own home have returned. And by the grace of God, we will take back the glory of America that once was. We are founding a new republic. And to wake her sleeping glory, today we will christen the source of all our power the relic from old who shall live on, the Citadel. You may see the Citadel from across the bay and wonder what it is, how we survived for so many years on board. Today, we tell you the secret. It is in the power of the atom. Today, those atoms will power this entire city. It is time to at last awake, blessed city. Turn on the Citadel. There's another part of this story. That of those of us who grew up in the city of Corinth, who suffered through the breaking in this bloody, horrible place. You've got to understand, those of us who had been through all that, we're tired. We're tired of fighting. Tired of the madness. We were just looking for things to get back to normal. <laughs> Whatever normal might be, we had our ideas. We were looking for someone to lead us. There had been nothing but chaos for lots of years. Too many gangs to count, all with their own agenda, and all too busy killing each other to help us survive. That was up until Prophet came. And when Prophet went, well, there were plenty of other candidates, plenty of people who were looking for someone to follow them. And we sure did. Keep working! Keep working! Move that flag! Remember when the Republic first came here? It's gonna be all bread and roses. Instead, we're still pounding slag. Isn't that what you signed up for? That was different when we signed up. Now I think we're prisoners. Some of us have done wrong. Oh, come on, man, lay off yourself. Shh, lay low, lay low. What's going on here? You're not halfway to your quota. This is a hard patch here. We got rebar in there. That ain't slowed down. Lucian has it. Huh, Lush? Yeah, doing just fine. 
I can't keep up. Well, then you'll be on the coal crew then. You like to do that? You like the dark? <laughs> I didn't <coughs> think so. Okay, y'all keep swinging. Bastard. <coughs> Let it wash off of you. The guy's a prick. It was never like this. You was in charge of this. Why'd you let him do it? Do what? He treats me fine. You don't need to take orders from him. You know I'm more than that turd about digging slag. They're the ones with the guns. So that makes them good? It makes them top dog. Isn't that the way it goes? You used to think different. Yeah, I used to get myself hurt. Now I just break slag. And then the shepherd did descend upon them, saying, Ye are but sheep, but stand with me, and together we are a flock who may stand. And those who assembled with him, one by one, sheep though they were, together they were an army. Hey, is, it, is that that guy you've been talking about? What? The guy from the West? What do you want with him? He's getting them all worked up. He's been talking all kinds of crazy talk. Well, what if he's right? What if all this is just nothing compared to what lies on the other side? What if a big cleansing is coming? Yeah. And Jesus is going to bring back my mom and going to bring back my granny, too. If you've ever thought, but I'm a sheep, I am lost. I'm looking for meaning. There must be more to this than what I am now, digging in the ground like a rat. Then, then come to me, children, and listen. You want to go up and talk to him with me? Please. Hey, it's not going to help your quota. Screw the quota. Hey. Hey, Don. I just want to talk. Glorious Jesus, they call him. He will heal your wounded heart if you believe. If you believe, then you can stand with him while fire and brimstone rain upon the dragon. Hey, hey, you the man I heard about? Child, you come to hear the word. Tell me what you've been telling them about the end times. What's gonna happen with the New Republic? Hey, how many times do I have to tell you to get out of here? You can't stop me. Who says I can't? Ah, hey. Mind your own business, Loosh. Dig that slag. And as for you, preacher man, next time I see you, I'm putting you on this crew! I am but a lamb. A lamb sent by the prophet to redeem us. Won't you open up your hard heart? There's only one prophet, you idiot! And we're glad to be free of him! Would you open your heart and accept him? Go on! Centurion! You strike but a humble servant of the Lord! You go tell the Lord he can come back to my job site! That's when he's ready to break slag! Now go! You all right? You gotta wonder. If they fear him that much, he must be doing something right. Come on. There's brass in this one. You're listening to a free podcast version of The Cleansed. To hear the rest of this episode in its entirety and uncut, visit www.thecleansed.com. 
you can purchase the entire director's cut for $1.99. Also see a full cast and crew list, exclusive behind-the-scenes video, character sketches, and more. Again, that's www.thecleansed.com. Or catch us next week for another free installment. New episodes of The Cleansed will go up on this podcast for free each Friday from March through October 2012. Those are available at thecleansed.com, finalrune.com, and radiodramarevival.com. The Cleansed is a Final Rune production. Find more free audio stories at www.finalrune.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E.com. And that was The Cleanse, Chapter 5, thecleanse.com for more of that show. And on, right on to Ruby, Ruby 5, Part 1 from the CBS Foundation. Enjoy. Ruby 5. This is Angel. This is Angel. We are the Android Sisters. We are here to bring you the news. The news is a dream. When I heard someone say that, it got me thinking, how can the news be a dream? One is real and one isn't, right? Right. You've heard the old bit. When you finally keel over and croak, you'll wake up on the other side and look back at this life and say, now that was an interesting dream. Maybe. (laughs) Okay. The president of a large country tells her people she had a dream. A dream? One night, she makes an unannounced appearance on the 3D TV. She steps out into people's living rooms and tells her dream. She does? Yeah, and it was quite a dream. It was? Believe me. (laughs) I'm in a room. I'm alone. She's alone. There are three windows in the room. Three windows? Peering over the windowsill are three heads. Ah, Three heads? Yeah, there's also a head peering out of the closet. (laughs) One behind the curtains. And one under the bed. More heads? I'm lying on the bed. What are you wearing? Very little. I turn out the light. In the darkness, the heads detach from their bodies. Mm, they float in the air. Ooh. They whirl about the room. Trouble, trouble. Watch it. Finally, they settle into an orbit. Mishap. Misfortune. Oppose. Violent. Oppose. What they say makes no sense. At first, when they try to move out of the orbit, they find it safer to stay in a fixed orbit. And then she stopped. She smiled and said, You see, it was, after all, 
just a dream. I received an invitation from Kunstar Bootsta. She's the president of a string of islands known as the Awakening Archipelago. The palace was on the largest of the islands, Revelation. It's not your usual awe-inspiring monstrosity. This was a sandstone structure with Moorish archways, fountains, gardens, birds that flew freely about, and flowers everywhere. I checked my weapons, passed through the usual scanners, and was ushered into the president's private chamber. A couple minutes later, the prez appeared, her staff trailing behind her. She was a lot younger than I expected, but she was certainly in command. She turned, and with a grand, sweeping gesture, she sent them all scurrying out of the chamber. All but one, the beluka. A beluka is a big, round, feathery ball, probably more bird than anything. It's known for its lungs. They can expand to twice their size, just sucking up air. The beluka was bouncing up and down on the marble floor. I don't know if it was happy to see me or just pumping itself up. Ruby, hello, I'm President Bootsta. Pleased to meet you. Have you ever heard of the land of Zoots? Zoots land, yeah, sure. What do you know of the land of Zoots? It's a kid's story. It's becoming real. What do you mean? <laughs> Where? Here, on the islands. I don't follow. People are adopting the customs and philosophy of the land of Zoots. Why? Just a fantasy world? Maybe they believe it's a better world. Isn't Zootsland a pretty wacky place? <laughs> it is. But that's what's happening on the islands. Well, how do I fit in? Do you know who created the story of the Land of Zoots? No, I don't. No one's ever taken the credit. We would like you to find out. Well, what about your own intelligence gathering? They have not been successful. Is Zootsland a threat? If this archipelago adopts the values of a fantasy world, what do you think will happen? I don't know. It might be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be chaos and anarchy. I didn't mention that I always liked a little chaos and anarchy. I took the job. So, that's what this is about. Someone imagines a mythical land, it catches the fancy of others, and they try to make it real. Well, if you think that's strange, look around you. Whose idea was this? I was hired to find out who was responsible for creating an imaginary world called the Land of Zoots. It's one of those fantasy worlds on the other side of the rainbow. It's a children's story, Ruby. That's TJ Taru. He's dug up a lot of dirt on this planet of Sumanula. He's an archaeologist. I always thought it was like the Land of Oz. Oz came from a book. Where did Zoots come from? I don't know. It's just always been around. Ruby! Professor the room! Oh, buddy, Francois! You're looking good, Francois! <laughs> and oh, me, Francois, serve you. A double cappy for me, Francois. Oui. A mocha cap and a cookie. A cookie? Oh, oui, oui. Okay. 
Who created the collection of stories called The Land of Zoots? Ruby, have you ever considered that no one invents anything? Maybe it's just all out there somewhere. Yeah, where's out there? Well, where do thoughts come from? Where? From in here and out there. Why did I ask? Back so quickie and Francois. Do capi. Un capi un cookie. Mmm, thanks, Francois. Mmm, a cookie, huh? Not even a crumb, Teru. Okay. Did you know that even the ancient Nulians created a mythical paradise? How all cultures do that, especially religions. It was called Azuka Land. Azuka? Azuka, yeah, an ancient Nulian. Azuka means achu. Gesundheit. Thank you. However, that was a literal translation. Yeah? Yeah, they didn't say achu. Instead, they said Azuka. Gesundheit. Thank you. Oh, so their idea of paradise was the big sneeze. A big sneeze shatters our solidified sense of unreality. It may be a momentary glimpse of creation where it all began. The original big sneeze. That's right. Okay. So the ancient Nulians constructed a fantasy world. In their minds, yes. Did they try to recreate it on this planet so they could live in it? Just the opposite. Once they had created it in their minds, they disappeared. Where did they go? To Azuka? Azuka, indeed. How do you know? It's a line. How did they leave? They turned into light. How did they do that? Uh, <laughs> you tell me, Ruby. They raised their vibrations until they became light. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, will you help me find out who created the land of Zoots? Okay. I figured when it came to something sneaky, the little rat known as Rodant Kapoor was always a sure bet. But I gotta admit, I was surprised when I discovered he'd started his own detective agency. I found his office down in the sleazy side of town. The sign on his door said, R.F. Kapoor, 4D Detective. Yes, who is it? Ruby. Ruby, the galactic gumshoe? Open the door, Kapoor. Oh, yes, yes, anything for the biggest galactic gumshoe. Shut up and open the door. Hello, Rodent. Rodent. <laughs> nice, sleazy office, Kapoor. Thank you. So how long you been doing this? Doing what? Detective stuff. Oh, yes? Not long. Get any clients? Actually, yes. Tell me, Rodent. Rodent. What's a 4D detective? A fourth dimensional detective. What's that? People lose things, Ruby, and I find them. Lose what? You know, their keys, their glasses, oh. their pens, their fingernail computers, yeah. all sorts of little things they set down, and when they go to pick them up, they're gone. Yeah? That ever happened to you? Sure. Well, for some reason, it seems to be increasing. More and more things disappear right from under our noses. Yeah, and where do they go? The fourth dimension. How do you know? A lucky guess. So, how do you retrieve their keys and pens and in crap from the fourth dimension? Oh, that's the tricky part. I figured. If I wait a day or two, the objects usually reappear by themselves. Oh, and you take credit for retrieving them. Yes, and then I send them a bill. Uh -huh, and when the objects don't reappear? I try to get into the fourth dimension. Yeah? How? I don't know. I'm still trying. 
Huh. Huh. And in the meantime, you're scamming your clients. Me? Yo, yo. No, no. Listen, rodent. Yeah, I got a job for you. In the fourth dimension? No, in this dimension. Oh, it pays money. Yeah, a lot. Oh, I'll quit slobbering. Quit slobbering on me, Kapoor. Yes, Ruby. You ever heard of Zootsland? Every child has heard of the land of Zoot. What do you know about it? It's the land where the natives wear Zoot suits. Oh, no, they don't. Okay, I never heard of it. Well, it doesn't exist. It's a fantasy world. Oh, are we going to go there? Oh, Kapoor. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> ow! Now, as I was saying, we're going to find out who thought up this imaginary land. Why? Because it's starting to appear on this dimension. In 3D? In the physical. Ooh. Yeah. That's where we're starting, where this is going to take us. I don't know. Okay. I decided to see an old acquaintance of mine, Toots Mutant, of the Zoot Mutants, a gang of techno punks. Toots used to be their leader. She's uh, retired, sort of. I found Toots working out in a place called Robo Eddies. It's an old holly gym, one of those places that create holographic environments you can exercise in. You don't have to wear some geek helmet and be fed virtual realities while digitized monsters attack and you flail about like you're having a seizure. Here, the robots that jump out of the shadows and try to knock your brains out are real. Robo Eddies wasn't exactly state of the art. The humanoid robots were pretty beat up. Some of their padding was gone, metal gleamed through. I mean, some of their knuckles were bare steel. I found Toots down by the simulated waterfront. Hey, Ruby, wanna join me? Nah, I'll watch. You look in shape, step in. What do you got this thing set for? Extremely dangerous? Well, you gotta set it high. These robots are sluggish. You never know if no! See what I mean? Tuts, that guy was swinging a baseball bat. Not anymore. <laughs> do you wanna put this thing on pause so we can... You were saying? You ever heard of the land of Zoots? Yeah, sure, why? I was hired to find out who invented it. I heard by who? President Coonstar Bootstar. He's president of that bunch of little islands, The right? Awakening Archipelago. Yeah, so? <laughs> Two robot sailors leaped out. Toots flipped the first one, but the second hit her from behind. When she dropped to her knees, it grabbed her by the throat. The first one was back on its feet. It raised a steel bar, and as it brought it down over her head, I hit the pause button. What are you doing? Saving your skull. I'm not finished with these sailors. He's about to bash your brains in, toots. So? So, how can you talk to me with a cracked skull? That's your problem. Push play, damn it. Okay, sure. I hit play. As the steel bar came down, toots leaped aside. The bar slammed into the other robot's head. Toots kicked the first sailor in the throat, spun around, and finished it with a chop to the back of his neck. You ready to call it quits? No. Let, let's get a drink. The holly flickered. Toots was standing in a sleazy waterfront dive filled with hookers and sailors. The way things were going, I figured they'd finish her off before I got my answers. So, I joined her. 
found Toots Mutant working out at Robo Eddie's, an old Holly gym, once state-of-the-art, now falling apart. They create hologram environments and populate them with fake people. Except for an occasional Terminator robot, that's when you get your exercise. We were in a sleazy waterfront dive filled with holly hookers and sailors. So, what'll it be? Beer. What kind? And what's the local brew? Cat's balls. Sounds good. And for you? Yeah, cat's balls. Is that guy real? Yeah, so's the beer. So, what do you want to know, Ruby? Well, like I said, the Awakening Islands, the people living there are trying to change it into the land of Zoots. Yeah? Yeah, they're trying to live the way they think the Zoots live. So? So, I guess it's changing things. Here you go. Put it on my tab. You're all gang, the Zoot mutants? <sighs> are they involved in this? Zoot's land is a benevolent world, Ruby. It's a children's fantasy. There are no mutants there. So I'm supposed to believe there's no connection between the land of Zoots and the Zoot mutants? Okay. Look, the punks were looking for a name. We were... The sailor sitting next to us suddenly swung his beer bottle, catching toots on the side of the head. Ow! A second sailor shot a steel fist at my jaw. I ducked and caught him with a slice to the throat. He staggered back and I kicked him in the stomach. Or thereabouts. Toots had flipped her sailor on his back, raised her foot, and... Oh, yeah. You pick some nice places to work out. Keeps you in shape. So, you want to know what's the connection between Zootsland and the Zoot Mutants? Well, we stole their name. Why? God, look at us. Genetic experiments that failed. We're outcasts. So, when life stinks, why not live in a fantasy? In a kid's fairy tale? That's where most people live anyway, whether they know it or not. So, how are those cat's balls? Fuzzy and fizzy. Yeah, a couple of more for you girls? Yeah, sure. Look at those guys. Robopunks. They real? We'll see. Hey, robot scum! You wanna fight? Can't get any action in this joint. Maybe they're not part of the game. I wouldn't turn my back on them, Ruby. Toots and I were sitting in a sleazy hologram at Robo Eddie's, a holly gym where Toots worked out among the simulated environments and the humanoid robots. Often you couldn't tell what was real and what wasn't. Look at those guys. Robo punks. Are they real? We'll see. Hey, Robo scum! You wanna fight? Can't get any action in this joint. Toots. You remember when Rubina's fifth-dimensional moon crashed into third-dimensional Sumanula? Mm, yeah, we were goddesses, Ruby. I know. <laughs> we could bilocate. We were like omnipresent, omnipotent. Omniscient. We knew everything. Mm. That didn't last. No state of mind one achieves ever lasts. Not even enlightenment. You think so? Yeah. Lots of those guys got it, became like gods, then sat on their butts, and eventually they just fell back down to earth. Mm, you ever get moments when you feel you got it back, like maybe you're a goddess again? Oh, sure, when I'm pumped up kicking ass. But nothing lasts, you know that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I think we are, Ruby? Mm. We're fallen angels that bounce. Ha. So, you got any more questions? Yeah. 
Want to work with me? Doing what? Well, you know, I was hired to... <laughs> the punks were dancing, doing the robo-boogie, when one of them suddenly whirled around, throwing a razor whirly at my head. It could have sliced off any ear. I jerked aside and kicked him in the face. Ha! The other punk had whipped a chainsaw out of his jacket. Toots leaped aside as he tried to take a slice out of her. I was distracted. A punk had clamped onto my neck with a vice grip. He opened his mouth and stuck out his tongue. He had a buzzsaw blade out the edge. You want a French kiss? You robo punks are sick. I flipped the bastard over the bar. Whoa, you're right. He was back up again. He had sprung a couple of more arms and they were spinning like blades. He cut through the bar and came after me. By this time, I had had it. I whipped out my trusty Smith Hitachi. Then I whirled around. Doc Toots! The date sorta fell apart. The bar, the waterfront, flickered, and then it was gone. There was nothing but a bunch of charred robot parts strewn about and a bare wall. I don't know what was left of a wall. What was your blaster set for? Godzilla? Yeah, I got bored with this game. You're gonna pay for this? Yeah, I guess. So, you wanna work with me? Doing what? Finding out who's behind the land of Zoots. What, like the wizard of Zoots? Yeah, if he's the one that's making it real, I guess he'd be a kind of wizard. Okay, sure, I'll help. Good. Wizard of Zoots. Ah. I was trying to find out who created Zootsland. Oh, I know. It doesn't exist. It's just a fantasy, but... Speaking of fantasies, Ruby, look what happened to old Earth. Yeah, it got purchased and they turned it into a theme park. Exactly. And why? Everyone wanted to live in a fantasy. Exactly. And why? Big bucks, TJ. True, true, but that's not the big why, Ruby. All right, tell me, Taru. And I will. Have some mochaccino? Yeah, pour. <laughs> me too. Yeah. So... Who destroyed Old Earth? Uh, a tourist! Yes! As the population became increasingly affluent, the new mobility allowed the populace to travel to see great vistas, the exotic locales, the mighty monuments, the historic whatevers, until the accumulated greasy fingerprints and the shuffling of billions of sneakers either wore it out or wrought so much havoc, they had to constantly restore it, like the Sphinx, the Pyramids, yeah. the Sistine Chapel, yeah. the Taj Mahal, yeah. Mount yeah. Everest, yeah. Grand Canyon, yeah, but... Tower Eiffel, the Gobi Desert, yeah. And then what but happened what about... to the exotic archipelagos when all the quaint natives had cell phones and drove BMWs mm -hmm. to keep the tourists coming? They had to build artificial islands mm -hmm. where the whole culture was a stage mm -hmm. yeah. performance. Okay. So okay. don't blame okay. Disney when it comes to constructing artificial realities. They happen to be the best. You finished? Little did people suspect that Disney World would one day become Planet Disney. Yeah, they bought the whole planet Earth. They saved the Amazon. That's right. Don't you think it's sad to see Earth renamed Planet Disney? How many picnic tables are there? Where? In the Amazon? Oh, millions, millions. They got rid of the bugs. Some of the trees are real. Yeah, how do you know that? I saw it on TV. Kapoor, they own the media, too. But Goofy wouldn't buy. Look, maybe President Bootsta doesn't want to see her islands turn into a theme park. It's not some big corporation that's turning those islands into a fantasy. The people that live there are doing it. 
Why? What? Why are you people doing it? I don't know. Who you know? Now. Why don't you ask them? You mean go there? Yes. Huh. T.J. Teru was out island hopping in the Awakening Archipelago. Yeah? Ruby, it's me, Teru! What'd you find? There's an island here, you ought to check it out! Which one? What? Are you okay? Oh, that's what I thought. I I'm talking about the island of... Uh-huh, they have a lot of birds, or what? what? No, no, but they do have a lot of feathers. Feathers? Yes, feathers. Where do the feathers come from? They grow them. Without birds? Yeah, someone invented a substance that when you spray it on the sides of buildings or fire plugs or even sidewalks, it grows feathers. Really? In fact, there's a whole city they've sprayed and renamed Feathers. Feathers was the name of a city in Zootsland. That's right, Ruby. And they've taken that fantasy and they're turning it into a feathery reality. I'm coming out there. See if you can find out who invented this thing. Okay, I'm on the case. I flew out to the island of... <laughs> whatever. Teru was staying at a hotel appropriately called Birdland, and as he said, the whole island was sprouting feathers. In fact, the walls of the hotel were covered with a soft, fluffy down. I found Teru sitting in the shade of a palm tree that looked like a giant pink feather duster. Ah, Ruby. I did locate the inventor, Professor Warbler. Yeah, where's he live? A brief stroll from the hotel. Let's go. Ruby, what a fantastic array of feathery colors covers all the shops and dwellings here. I can see that. Yes, now here the decor appears to be based upon a combination of yellow-nosed albatross, a red-footed booby, and a lesser frigate bird. Oh, yeah? Yes, across the street is a patchwork of blue, violet, and green, ivory, white, and red-bellied whatever. Right. And here we have Professor Warbler's lab. Note the iridescent green shutters, fiery red roof, buff brown striped door with a unique speckled... Teru, just mark. push the damn doorbell. Okay. Let me do the talking. As one professor to another, I think I can speak his language. Sure. Yeah. Professor Wobbler, I assume? Ah, yes. Professor Teru, the famous archaeologist. And Ruby, the famous galactic gumshoe. Yeah, tick, 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 tick. I understand you invented the formula that grows feathers on anything that... I cannot help but notice your arms are growing feathers, Professor Wobbler. Of course. Are you scheduled to fly somewhere? Why do you ask? Are you growing wings? With some cosmetic alterations, of course. But your body weight, your physical structure, good grief, man, your wings would have to be stupendous. <laughs> Oh. Professor Warbler, how did you come across the formula for growing feathers? I dreamt it. You mean all those jumbled numbers just plopped into your... your... Are you growing a beak? Of course. Professor Warbler, in your dream, did someone hand you the formula? Of course. Aha, of course. And who was that? The Wizard of Zoots. Huh? If you are interested in cassettes or CDs of Ruby 5, call 1-800-662-3345. That's 1-800-662-3345. Or check us out at www.zbs.org.
This is another ZBS production. And that was Ruby Five from ZBS, zbs.org. Um, of course, they have hundreds of hours, maybe, um, to their name, of uh, uh, productions up at zbs.org. Uh, Tom Lopez's ZBS catalog still actually has probably the most robust library of audio uh, material out there. His catalog uh, is really wonderful and has stuff, uh, his own productions, as well as Great Northern Audio Theater, Crazy Dog Audio Theater, and others um so we'll have more of ruby next week and of course uh to whet your appetite keep your thirst for radio drama going we've got over 200 hours of this material in our program archives at radiodramarevival.com uh feature genres all that good stuff you can also follow us on twitter hit up at radio drama search facebook radio drama revival search itunes radio drama revival we're also now on stitcher and there's a radio drama category under entertainment. You can find Radio Drama Revival there if you feel so moved. Uh, start leaving reviews, thumbs up, that kind of thing to help um, bring us to the Stitcher crowd. Uh, Stitcher Radio is a pretty cool app, actually. Um, if you're into public radio programming and you're not already happy with the way that you're getting it through iTunes or an RSS reader, Stitcher is a great way to, uh, without even really thinking hard about the podcasting process, it will allow you to subscribe to shows, um, stash them, in your favorites and that sort of thing without you having to, uh, you know, know the RSS feeds and that sort of thing. So um, recommend it. You can now find Final Room Productions, The Cleansed, and Radio Drama Revival on Stitcher, stitcher.com. That wraps it up for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Southern Maine's community radio. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. <laughs>